Oh, he wasn't out there this minute fighting his way to destroy our town. He was with Grant, all right. But like Pa, Landon was a doctor. His was the first class to study under the president of Harvard, Charles Elliott. He had completed written exams, clinical sciences, and a three-year degree program. Should have never sent you there. Pa had scolded him when he came home in his blue Yankee uniform with the double row of buttons down the front. You learned more than medicine. You learned their sentiments, their ideals, their beliefs. Did you get extra credit for all that? Pa was as mad as a wet porcupine. I think I even saw tears crowding his eyes when he looked across the supper table at his pride and joy in that blue uniform. He had been so proud of Landon up until now. He had had plans for after the war of Landon working with him in his surgery. I'm not going to be shooting Confederates, Pa, Landon said. I will likely be treating them if they come my way. You know how I feel about killing, the same as you. Pa had had nothing to say about that. He knew Landon spoke the truth. If I embarrass you in this uniform, sir... "'Landon said quietly, "'Well, I won't come home any more. "'I don't want to hurt your standing in this town. "'Yes, and that kind of talk is what will get you run out of the house, "'as far as your mother and I are concerned,' Pa said. "'You're a doctor. You do us proud. "'You just haven't got the brains to know which side to serve. "'Now the conversation is over.' "'Pa worried about him.' I know he did. Sometimes I caught him sitting there staring into the middle distance, a book in his hands, and I knew he was thinking of Landon, though he never spoke of him. Mama did. She called him my boy. She kept his boyhood room as he had left it. She waited for his letters and read them to us at the supper table. Pa said nothing when she read them. Now in the parlor at Fruitvale... James ran to Pa and hugged his legs. I want to go home. Mama's eyes were tearing up now, too. Please, can we, Hugh? I miss home. I miss my things. You've brought many of them with you, he reminded her. In the last two weeks, we'd heard the news from neighbors who had left town and passed Fruitvale. Forts were springing up on the bluffs of Vicksburg, above the Mississippi. An 18-pound cannon the army had set up on the bluff was named Whistling Dick. And finally, the words we never thought we'd hear. The Yankees are coming. Claire Louise, take your brother into the kitchen and give him some cookies and milk, Pa directed me. I did so. There was nothing like cookies and milk to dry James's tears, and I promised to play chess with him, though I found myself missing home, too. Our house was on Cherry Street, a pleasant street of cobblestones lined with trees. It is more pleasant than imposing, made of white clabbered, welcoming and commodious. The river is to the west of us. From the front parlor now... I could hear my parents' voices rising and falling in a lively discussion, but I could not hear the words. Do you think Mama will tell Pa to take us back? James asked. She doesn't tell him what to do, I corrected him. 
They talk things over first, and that's what they're doing now. Don't forget, Pa's going away. He won't be here to protect us, and he wants to make sure we're all right before he goes. He wants to do right by us, James. He nodded wordlessly. It occurred to me that the chess set was in the front parlor, where my parents were. I told James I had to fetch it, and went out into the wide hall, wide enough to house a whole regiment. I stood for a moment outside the door of the front parlor, and heard them negotiating. That's it, Pa was saying. You promise to live in the cave I've prepared for you, and the children, and we'll go back. There's no other way I'll allow it, Louisa. I recognized the voice he used, steady and firm, like he often used on me. With my home standing within plain sight.